This is Keyshawn Rains, the host of Working Title with Keyshawn Rains, where amazing things happen. A series of past the collection plate style conversations with a Creole, queer, femme, yogi, mom, coach, author, and of course, podcast host with a nomadic soul, a quirky sense of humor, and an activator of empowerment. These conversations are just a chance for me to speak on ways to be mindful in a mindless world. Stories are shared, folks are empowered, inspired, and impacted to be more phenomenal versions of themselves through simple conversations about complex like love, life, and the pursuit of being real. Thanks for listening. So what makes these episodes unique is that they were recorded at the height of the quarantine. And years from now, we'll look back and be like, remember when there was a quarantine? Remember we were locked up in our houses for three or four months and we couldn't go outside because we're afraid of a big old scary virus? Remember that? Remember that? Well, I kept recording the podcast and decided to archive these episodes for later when the quarantine was over, which I think is now. So keep in mind, some of these might be a little wonky. The audio quality might be a little off, but I still think the conversations are valuable and worth listening to. So here is an episode from the Wona Quarantine, also known as COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus, also known as that one time at band camp when we weren't allowed to go outside for half of the year. Enjoy. So this is the space. Um, what I like to do before we you know, officially begin is just to let you know that this is a safe space where you can express as much or as little as you like, take up as much or as little space as you like. The intention of my podcast is to feel very natural conversation. And I know there's so many different kinds of podcasts out there. Some are more informational, so some are more instructional, and others do kind of feel like you just are ear hustling, you know, on somebody's really great conversation. And I would say that this, this is, is probably more like that. This um, is a comedy because here I am in Philadelphia. We just lost power. Oh, uh-huh. my so while you were talking, uh, the lights went out. I heard it. Yeah. Okay. I heard a little song. I heard you know that song happened. when the like, lights. Oh. Go down in the city. Yeah, I was I was jamming. It went out for like five seconds. It's oh. never. Yeah, wow. I mean, we've been having some uh, brown outs, as it were, especially during this here pandemic and protesting and carrying on. Mm. But that one was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There was actually an outage to yesterday, the day before yesterday in L.A. And it was out. For a couple hours, it was out from around seven in the evening till about five or six o'clock the next yeah. morning. Did you so. hear Zoom was down yesterday? I did. Yes. I did. Girl, it's, it's all kind of like, things. Well, so I need to like, um, blessed be the fruit, you know, or play some Hunger Games bless- or something. It's, it's like- <laughs> <laughs> something, something. It's, you know, it's funny because at the beginning of the quarantine, um, I remember some, one of my friends who's more on the of the the spectrum of like a conspiracy theorist even though a lot of what she says makes very a lot of doesn't sense. it all um, she mm-hmm. said doesn't it all she said 
well, you know what's going to be next is they're just going to shut down the internet. Then whatever, what's everybody going to do? And I'm like, why would they do that? Mm. <laughs> why would they tell us to go inside and turn off the internet? What are we going to do? Well, how will we communicate? What do well, you mean? Ten, so, ten cans and gestures. Ten cans and gestures, <laughs> you know, sending uh, notes, you know, placing them underneath people's doors or whatever you got to do. But, um, but yeah, so as I was saying, this is, it's, it's a safe space. It's a casual space. You know, I, I have a bit of a format, you know, that really is just guided, guiding the conversation. I have some questions that I'm going to ask you and just kind of give you the floor to express yourself. Um, the intention of our chat is to really highlight some of the practices that you have in place for self-care and then also to talk more about the use and the integration of essential oils into a practice of, of self-care and just overall wellness all, all together. So, okay, cool. All right. So we will go ahead and dive in. So first I'm going to start by just giving you an opportunity to introduce yourself to the listeners. Just tell us your name, where you're from and what you are most passionate about. Mm, okay. Okay. So my name is Adrienne Carwheel, and I am from outside Philadelphia. I am a family wellness mentor and wellness advocate, and I am most passionate about seeing women be well. Mm. What that simply means is I help women to see the need for natural wellness. I think just in the middle of this pandemic, in the middle of all of this sanitizing that we're doing. I think it is important, of course, to pay attention to hygiene and all of that, wash our hands. But at some point, something has to give. Uh, I think that mm. there is a cost to being so cautious about what we are doing. So here we are, every single, I guess, direction that we turn, all the instructions are mm -hmm. wash your hands, uh, put on a mask, uh, you know, stay away from people, don't hug, social distance. And I feel that at least lately, um, as a family wellness mentor, as a wellness advocate, I help people to turn to intuitively what helps. And it doesn't mean just, you know, living on a commune and just huffing trees. Mm -hmm. it, it truly mm -hmm. means... <laughs> Going back to nature, you know, all this bleach can't be good. All of this mm. sanitizing of relationships can't be good. So a lot of the work that I do is body, mind, and spirit. Paying attention to what we listen to, what we hear, mm. who we experience and how we experience it. And then more recently, within the last four years, uh, using essential oils for what we put in and on our bodies and what products we use in our homes. So I point people to plant medicine. I point people to things that are natural to use in the home and for our personal self-care and wellness plans. So that's sort of, mm. you know, in the context of being uh, quarantined and in a pandemic, but then also the larger mm -hmm. picture of, of what I do to help women to be well. I love that. I love that. How did your relationship with essentials begin? What did that look like? So it started with my little ones. When my daughter was one, she had a really bad skin reaction. And it was, come to find out it was eczema. 
And so the only Mm. solution for her was a topical steroid. And she, we still call her tiny, like being pulled to this day. And I thought (laughs) she's so little, she can't really tell me what's wrong. And I don't know what's Mm. wrong. They had tested her and, you know, allergy tests and all of these different Mm -hmm. skin tests. And I wasn't cool with putting a steroid on my tiny baby. And so Mm -hmm. I started researching and I said, oh, okay, there are some antibacterial properties. There are some antibacterial uh, properties, uh, antiviral. There are Mm -hmm. all different types of properties for plants. Let me try to explore that. And so that was in 2014. And Mm -hmm. it evolved into this whole thing where when you walk into my house, everything from head to toe, we use something natural, whether it's making our own laundry soap or it is cleaning our face with something simple like jojoba oil and castor oil or um, more serious things like I am anemic. And so a lot of my time was spent getting iron infusions and Mm. it brought in the conversation about, I guess, natural wellness when I went to my doctor and his only solution was a hysterectomy for Mm. iron deficiency. And I said, well, that doesn't compute. How is a hysterectomy going to help iron deficiency? And he said, well, you know, you lose a lot of blood every month and we're going to correct it by removing the uterus. And I said, that doesn't fly. I'm sorry. No, it it doesn't get to the root of the problem. And so I said, please Mm -mm. give me six months to try Mm -hmm. to explore this for myself. And I went to a holistic practitioner who practiced acupuncture and uh, her spouse is a doctor of osteopathic medicine. And they used the natural ways that my body is looking for balance. And I have not had an infusion since last September. And this, I was a person that would be in a clinic next to people who are having chemotherapy and I would be having an iron infusion. Mm. And you know, the little ladies who would be in there and be like, Oh baby, bless your heart. You in here with the chemo. And I'm like, Nope, it's iron, you know, but it was always Mm. a, um, a humbling reminder of, just the fragility of life and how, you know, you have all these warnings on the chemotherapy bags, you know, Mm -hmm. that say, you know, this is only good up until a certain point. And then I was next to Mm -hmm. that. And I thought that can't be the only thing just to give myself a jolt. And I'm not, you know, taking away anything from chemotherapy. If you need it, absolutely do it. If you need iron infusions or blood transfusions, please do it. But for me, the solution to my problem was not just to simply remove the uterus or just keep pumping me with iron, uh, I guess, artificially. And so I got to the point where essential oils was kind of just the tipping point. I said, let me explore what it really means to be well. Let me explore what it means to nourish my body and that of my daughters because they're watching me and I'm the example Mm -hmm. for them. And then it turned into... I am the example for my peers. I'm the example for my community. Mm -hmm. And then they go affect change Mm -hmm. to their families and their communities. So that's how it started. Right. 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 And, you know, I I would say that there's probably a lot of people who have either been diagnosed with some type of dis-ease in their body or their children or their spouses or other family members. And 
we've been, you know, essentially programmed to following the doctor's orders, you know, without question, especially if it's a dis-ease that could be fatal, something like cancer or something like heart disease and things like that. And what can often happen is we go into a panic mode of, oh my God, I got to find a solution right away. And this is what the doctor is saying. And it requires this medicine that could possibly kill me anywhere, (laughs) but I'm going to go for it Mm -hmm. just in case. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Instead of taking that, that pause to really be intentional about the treatment that we give our bodies when there is disease, because disease happens, right. you know, it, it happens from the environment. It happens from sometimes genetic, sometimes there's, you know, energetic and mental health challenges that can manifest as disease in the body. And we don't often look deeper to find a solution that doesn't involve putting toxins into our body for the purpose of yeah it involves work because it involves questioning and inquiry and even going a little bit deeper you talked about like the energetic or even just the the emotional imbalance sometimes like the body remembers when you experience a trauma or you experience something in your Mm -hmm. life you hold that into your body you know so I've been I've been doing Mm -hmm. yoga I'm no little yogi you know but I have been I've been (laughs) understanding the relationship between not only what we put in and on our bodies but what we hold and what we bring sort of like the baggage that we bring from place to place, job to job, relationship Mm -hmm, to relationship, mm -hmm. and even just day to day in our day to day things. Like I was, I was thinking about today, um, professionally, I had a zoom call and I knew that Mm -hmm. it was going to be very difficult. At least the topic was going to be difficult. And it ended up that it was Mm -hmm. on diversity and inclusion. And I knew that I held in my gut, all of the emotion of the last six months of seeing black bodies being slaughtered on television, you know, and the magnitude of that. And sometimes people will just gloss over the, the desensitization, you know, am I Mm -hmm. saying that right? Like we're, we are not sensitive Mm -hmm. anymore. Let's put it that way. To, to what we right. see and what we experience. And then we wonder why we have this pit in our stomach or we wonder why we have a headache or we wonder why we're clenching our jaw or our shoulders are up. So I knew that I was walking into a corporate environment that was trying to address mm-hmm. diversity and inclusion. And their decision mm-hmm. was to show the video of George Floyd being murdered. Wow. And I literally had such a visceral response. My shoulders went up, my jaw clenched, Mm. my fists Mm -hmm. clenched. But before I got on the call, I kind of anticipated that that's where it would go. And so Mm. I did some breath work this morning. I moved my body. You know, I prepared myself, you know, just like Mm -hmm. a person who would go outside. You put on your mask, you put on your hand sanitizer. You know, you might wear a fanny pack. It's not cool anymore, but in COVID, apparently it is. <laughs> you know, you you put your fanny pack on, you got your sensible mm-hmm. shoes on, <laughs> and then you go out. <laughs> but for me, I have to arm myself with the mm-hmm. tools that I have learned, you know, when I have gone through how to be well and how to continue that strain of wellness in, in my circle of influence. Yeah. Right, right. And I... I- that when we start our own wellness journey or when we take command, you know, of of our health from 
a wellness perspective, I think that it's almost impossible for us not to share it with others. And when I was first introduced to yoga, you know, for instance, I was introduced to yoga almost 10 years ago. And when I first started practicing, it was like the only thing I could talk about because I was so excited about it. And I was feeling differences happening in my body and I was feeling, you know, changes in my sleep and learning how to breathe. You know, I grew up asthmatic. I was diagnosed with asthma when I was two years old and started having breathing treatments as, you know, a toddler and had always carried an inhaler and allergies, asthma, eczema, all these, you know, diseases in the body from childhood that I carried into adulthood. And it wasn't until I really started to get an alternative perspective on my health that I started to discover things like yoga, like Reiki, meditation, pranayama and breath work, massage, you know, cupping, aromatherapy. And when I was first introduced to aromatherapy, it was actually from a family member who uh, was a like a representative for uh, an essential oils brand. And she came over and she did like a little demonstration and I got the little diffuser and I was like, this is cool. And I was just using it because it smelled good. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. the way it smelled and didn't really even know how impactful the the incorporation of aromatherapy and essential oils in my home and in my life was actually making a difference until my son had a cold and I said you know what I'm gonna put some eucalyptus uh oil in your diffuser that's in your room and the next day he was like oh man I you know I I slept so well and what was in that and I'm like oil just I don't know. I just threw it in there and didn't really look it up or really know what's what. But I was like, when I put it up to my nose and smell it, it felt like, oh, this is doing something. And so sometimes I think that we get introduced to natural medicine and practices almost by accident. And we don't know how beneficial it can actually be until we see the results. Right. Till we can literally see the results. Well, you know, what's interesting is that you know, we have a prescription from our pharmacy, we kind of even don't even read the bag. You know, we just kind of take it and trust at face value that the doctor who prescribed it and the pharmacist who fulfilled it knows exactly what they're doing. And we take it sight unseen. And then it provides relief for whatever issue that we are seeking help for. But with essential Mm -hmm. oils, with plant medicine, with natural medicine, It is that you are dealing with the root. So, you know, you talked about eucalyptus. Eucalyptus helps the respiratory system. Things like peppermint open up Mm -hmm. the respiratory system. But maybe there's something where you're like, oh, I use an essential oil to help with a headache. Okay, well, then normally I Mm -hmm. ask people, all right, you have some head tension going on. Um, Mm -hmm. Could it be because you didn't drink enough water? Could it be because you're hungry? Could it be because you're stressed? You have TMJ. You know, you have your cycle, all these different reasons, rather Mm -hmm. than just taking some sort of over the counter something that's going to solve the symptom rather than solving the root of the problem. And then like it, it helps you identify all of these chronic concerns. Like if you have inflammation, if you have something going on autoimmune wise, if you have cardiovascular concerns, it, it sort of peels back all of these layers for this dis-ease that you're talking about. And you just thought it was a headache. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's it's fascinating how simple that it can be to 
safely use essential oils. There, there are actually three ways that you can use them. And we're not talking about just grabbing essential oils off of a shelf in a store. Typic- typically, the right. oils that you see in your local stores are going to be a scent created in a lab. And so a lemon mm. will be this chemical plus this chemical to smell like a lemon. But the medicinal mm. value that comes with the citrus oil cold pressed from the fruit of a lemon, the rind is going to have mm-hmm. the medicinal benefit of the lemon itself. It's just the lemon. Or if you have mm-hmm. lavender, which is analgesic, lavender is also helpful for sleep and relaxation. It is steam distilled from the leaves. So most people talk about... Um, plant medicine through herbs. So you'll take it in a tea or Mm -hmm. a tincture or something like that. But with essential oils, when Mm -hmm. they are properly distilled, when they are properly diluted and applied safely, they're absolutely effective. So I love that you were able to discover eucalyptus is just one, you know, for your son. Just one. Yeah. And I was thinking like what I, and the way that I kind of stumbled upon using that one was, you know, when I was a kid, my mom would put the Vicks, you know, vapor rub, And I guess it had like the menthol kind of, you know, uh, ingredient inside of it or camphophonique that gives it that, that scent that kind of opens up your, your sinuses or feels like it helps you, helps Mm -hmm. you breathe. So I was sniffing all these different oils, like, okay, tea tree. No, Mm -hmm. that's not quite it. Okay. Orange. No, that's not quite it. And I grabbed the eucalyptus and that was the one that, you know, kind of hit. And afterwards, it just became one that I would always use anytime that, you know, anyone in the house got a cold or if I was going to give him a hot bath, I would put a couple drops in the water, you know, so he could have a eucalyptus bath. And he also had eczema when he was Mm -hmm. very young. And because I'd had it young, I already knew they're going to try to give you that hydrocortisone, whatever, steroid. I'm not putting that on you. And I started doing the research. So it's interesting that it wasn't until I became a parent that I really started to look for alternative methods of healing the body because I grew up just go to the doctor, take the shot, drink the medicine, put some Robitussin, take some Robitussin, lay down, (laughs) put some Robitussin on it, eat some crackers and drink some ginger ale. You're not bleeding from every orifice. Go, go lay down. Yep. You're fine. Yeah. Go lay down. Everything will be better. But mama, I'm hemorrhaging. It's okay. Just lay down. (laughs) I'm pretty sure my leg is broken. It's okay. Just get a splint. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But it wasn't until I, you know, became a parent that I started looking at these alternative options. And when I mentioned the the energetic way that sometimes manifests as disease in the body was something that I learned Mm -hmm. much later in life. When I started to dive deeper into exploring what that really looks like, a friend of mine introduced me to this book called Metaphysical Anatomy by Yvette Rose. And it is like a physician's desk reference for holistic medicine. It's got like Mm. a thousand pages in it. And it's called Metaphysical Anatomy, Your Body is Talking, Mm. Are You Listening? And it actually has every single notable dis-ease from, you know, a headache to hemorrhaging and everything in between and I was actually like flipping through it and looking up some of the things that I noticed I was suffering with with you know inflammation or eczema flare-ups or headaches or menstrual problems and within each disease 
there's a series of questions, prompts, journaling prompts that give you an opportunity to really explore what might be happening beneath the surface, beneath the physical manifestation of the discomfort of the disease that's happening in your body. What else mm-hmm. might be going on? And some of the things that I read, I was like, wow. So you mean to tell me that I have headaches because of my relationship with my mother? Like you don't you know, know or you mean to tell me book? that because <laughs> you don't know my life, lady, right? <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> so but um, but yeah, so when you think about what you do and the work that you do, how do you know when you've really made an impact? Like, how do you know when you really connected or influenced somebody in your community or, or clients or etc.? Oh, gosh. Um, my goal as an educator is not to get people off medicine. I'm not a doctor. You know, my goal mm-hmm. is to have people make an informed decision about their own health. And I love what you say about your own podcast. You say to be mindful in a mindless world. (laughs) So that means like to take what we're taking in and consider it, consider the weight Mm -hmm. of it, consider the short and long-term complications or benefits of every little thing that we do. You know, so I love when I get the phone calls I'll never forget uh, about four years ago, a friend of mine called me and she said she was having some digestive discomfort and definitely Mm. constipation. And she said Mm -hmm. she went probably once a week. And I said, oh, girl, that's a problem. You Mm -hmm. are backed up. You are full of. Mm -hmm. So I said, let's let's try to figure this out. I said there there is an essential oil blend that I recommend that you can apply topically to your belly. I just want you to rub it, you know, on your belly. And then let me know. Well, mm-hmm. she calls me at six o'clock the next morning and she's screaming in the phone. I'm like, oh, Lord, this child didn't took too much. Or what happened? She had some type of reaction. <laughs> she drank she the drank bottle. It. She's like, <laughs> right. Adrian, I pooped. And I'm like, oh, yay. <laughs> Good job, honey. You know, she's 40 years old. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the, the joy that I feel when someone has had you know, they've met the end of their rope and they're like, I have tried everything. And these are intelligent women who have gone to Mm. the top of the top of the specialists. And the thing that I enjoy the most about my work is that people say, I listen. And it's not Mm. about, let me just sell you this or let me just, you know, try to get you to do this. People have to opt into their own health and they have to be curious Mm. about, What's ailing them? So the thing that brings me joy, it might not always be this immediate I pooped situation, you know, but in the areas where Adrian, I am sleeping better or Adrian, I am Mm. maybe I'm processing my anger differently. And the thing Mm -hmm. that I enjoy is they're reading different books, having different conversations, you know, with other people. Like, I feel like even in the middle of all that we are going through in this world, women still need connection. They still need mm-hmm. relationships and they still very much want solutions. You know, so the, the most powerful thing I think is a changed life. And I mean, a person who is willing to kind of take the road less traveled and not accept mm-hmm. the status quo to say, 
I don't have to go down this road. And there are people that absolutely have to. I am not knocking medication. If you need Mm -hmm. to take it, take it. But I am always Mm -hmm. of the attitude that there can always be another way. And there is always hope. And there is always, with information, education, connection, there is always a solution, you know, depending on who you are and what you have going on. Mm -hmm. So that's my greatest joy. I love that. I love that. And I, I like what you said about when people choose to opt in, you know, for their health. And I'm, I, I fully, fully align with that because I, sometimes we just opt our health until something goes yeah. wrong, until something goes wrong. Then it's like, hold up five alarm fire. What's going on here? Who do I need to talk to? What should I take? Where should I start eating? Where should I stop Mm -hmm. eating? Where's the specialist? Like you said. And I think that recognize that opting in for our health is, is part of this existence. It's part of our human experience. You know, we, we opt in for relationships. We opt in for our, our jobs, our Our emails in our community, (laughs) our emails, you know what I mean? We opt in on social media, you know, to this big thing. And we decide to the opt-in. There is the action behind the opt-in. Like it's different for me to subscribe, Mm -hmm. take action Mm on, follow through and to myself through you know and adjusting to tech out and then you were discussing you know technology concerns and being able Mm -hmm. to see it through until the end you know and knowing I think the biggest thing is that you're worth it that that you are worth it that you don't have to just mm-hmm. take this bag, read all this information that's undigestible and ununderstandable, and and mm-hmm. to just rely on someone else's intuition or someone else's directive, but to really trust yourself. Right. I will never forget the first experience I had with my holistic doctor. She she literally mm-hmm. said, "Adrian, I'm going to teach you how to nourish yourself. You've never been nourished. I'm going to." I'm going to sit next to you and walk you through what it's like to be well. And I was floored because I've never had a medical professional. I've I've been listened to. And of course, I've had empathetic Mm -hmm. uh, medical professionals before. But to truly say, Mm -hmm. hey, I trust that you trust yourself. I trust that the experience, the body that you walk in, your lived experience is more than 12 years of school, you know, medical school. And that I'm going to partner with you in your own journey for you to be well. That is so Mm -hmm. powerful. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, I'm going to stand with you as opposed to just expecting you to follow my lead. I think it, it puts the power back into the hands of the the patient, you know, or the client or the person to be able to say, even though there's things happening in my body that I may not fully understand, I still have the capacity within myself to heal Mm -hmm. myself from Mm -hmm. the inside out. I can still do that. You know, I need support 
through practitioners or guides or coaches, teachers, et cetera. And I think that if people, if people were opening themselves to the idea of partnering, like you said, with someone to be able to practice wellness or to be able to create a sense of balance or to be able to even define what it really means to be well in their lives and what that looks like for them. And that there's not a one size fits all. Let me just write you this prescription, pop this pill and carry on. It's, it's recognizing that there are people out there. There are practitioners out there, medical practitioners that really do have a passion for wellness, not just healing sickness, or like you said, or subduing symptoms, but actually helping people get to a place of wellness, I think is also in a sense in this world sometimes feels like an act of rebellion, <laughs> you know, to pr- to take command of your wellness, you know, to say, no, I'm not going to just take that, you know, toxic prescription and put it into my body. I'm actually going to try this alternative homeopathic method of natural medicine that existed prior to the laboratory that created that Mm -hmm. chemical, I'm going to try this route. And like you said, for those who are listening, who may be, you know, prescribed multiple medications and, and they're seeing the benefit from it because it's subduing the symptoms. There's a way I believe I'm kit for integrating natural medicine within traditional quote unquote, Western medicine. I believe the two, can coexist to the point where eventually the natural medicine will dominate making the chemical medicine unnecessary absolutely and it's you know it's just a matter of taking those steps and and knowing that there is work involved and there is effort involved and there is commitment involved this is your health that we're talking about your wellness that every person has an an inalienable human right to be (laughs) <laughs> you, know, you know it's interesting we- <laughs> what you what you were saying um <laughs> here's the plug y- mm-hmm. you know how when you're cleaning up let's say you're cleaning up your house and you have a th- uh I guess an appliance that has a three prong plug oh mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the wall unit has just the two prong plug I feel like, Mm -hmm. you you know, we need an adapter, you know, we need a connector away. Like everybody's walking around with these pre three prong plug and we don't have anything Mm -hmm. to plug it into. We don't have a liaison. We don't have an adapter. We don't have a bridge or a person that we can trust Mm -hmm. to help us to Mm -hmm. plug in you know, to our own wellness. There's a, there's a book that I've read and I I enjoy it a lot. It's, um, you can heal your life by Louise Hay. Louise It it is powerful because it talked about the book that you were talking about, um, where Mm -hmm. you can heal your life. And it talks about the systemic ways in which, our bodies are unwell from from the root mm-hmm. and where dis-ease manifests itself in the m- most amazing ways that can be so debilitating. But yet, if we tap into where it's coming from, healing can occur. Uh, that is one of my favorites. Right. In addition to that, the, uh, the body keeps score. Yeah, yes. good stuff. The body keeps good score. Stuff. Good. Yeah, and you know, and I... I think that when the body speaks is 
is when our, our on a soul level, on an emotional level, on an energetic level is, is our soul center saying, Hey, <laughs> we need to heal something yeah. in here, please. We're, and the, and it speaks through the body because we can only ignore discomfort, pain, disease, disorder in the body for so long. We can only ignore it for so long to the point where we're like, maybe I should do something about this. I haven't slept <laughs> in weeks. This headache seems to be lasting. I'm, you know, my menstrual cycle is out of this world or my joints are feeling this way, et cetera. We can only ignore that for so long before we have to actually take action. So time for a break, time for a breather. One thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives, throughout our day, is to breathe. So I invite you right now to allow three deep, intentional breaths to enter and exit your body. And by the time you're done, we will be ready to continue. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, I, I love those yeah. books as well. We are, um, we're going to switch gears sure. just a little bit. And uh, this is the part of my podcast where I like to play a little game called Complete the Phrase. And this is a way for me and my listeners to just get to know a little bit more about you, Adrian, the woman, uh, the, the, the mother, the, the person that you are beyond the services and the practices that you provide and share with the world. So it's very simple. It won't go too okay. deep, I promise. So I'm going to give you a phrase and then you can complete the phrase, take up as much or as little space okay. as you'd like. <clears throat> so the first is, I am happiest when oh, I have a good night's sleep and wake up to a good cup of coffee. It is coffee that I have made at home and beans that I have grinded myself. And um, mm. the smell wafts through the house and everybody still sleeps through it because they don't like coffee. And I am alone. It is dark. And the sun is peeking through the trees. And I put a little bit of cream on the top that I foamed and a little bit of cinnamon. And then the footsteps that I hear of my husband coming through the hallway I know that he knows that that moment is important to me. So even though our mornings are precious to one another and we talk in the morning, he knows that my time with myself is just as important. So I love the smells, the sounds, the sights, the all of that, that experience that I have in the morning, my quiet time, and then the shuffle mm. of not an interruption, but an invitation to a conversation before we start our day. Mm. yeah I went yep. it is during a quarantine like it's been every day because we've mm. been home oh yeah and my children cool. they sleep yeah. like grown men with like jobs in a shipyard like they like they have a pension <laughs> and like smoke a cigar and a fatty I mean they sleep through everything and I'm like yo so they sleep until like nine o'clock and I'm like you used to get up at 6.30 okay. going to school. So so quarantine mm -hmm. has been sweet. 
So <laughs> quarantine has been sleep. Yeah, <laughs> they're like I'm sleep school. Yeah, yeah. Canceled, Mom. I'm sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. funny. Oh, I love it. I love it. So the next one is, I have been inspired by. I have been inspired by the women who have taught me how to be a mom. My mother-in-law is the person who taught me how to love. She taught me how to nurture my family through the way that I see my husband treat my children. And I met her when I was 19 years old, when I met my husband. And I had a very... uh, Difficult, uh, interesting childhood. I lost my mom very early and she Mm. was able to envelop me and treat me as a friend and as a daughter. And I watched her and her tenderness with my brother and sisters-in-law and even my father-in-law and then her direct result Mm. of mothering my husband and how he is as a dad. So I'm absolutely inspired by her example, her love, her gentleness, Mm. the tone of her voice, how she engages and enraptures the entire family. She has the lightest little voice and she's so sweet, but (laughs) she is, she's everything, you know? So I went to go drop Mm. off some groceries to her because we got her in bubble wrap, you know, during these days, but dropped off some groceries Mm -hmm. and she said she says adrian i hope you know how much i adore you and that's her voice like she sounds like the lady from uh, police academy the freeze they're oh bad she sounds yeah. like that she cracks me up <laughs> but um her tenderness like the her the tenderness of her voice mm. is like mm-hmm. the least tender of her it is her spirit and i have learned that and i yeah. also see it when my children spend time with her and the way that they come back talking, the way that they Mm. play with their baby dolls, I hear the tenderness and the love that they've been taught. And it's just, it infuses through my whole family. So, Mm. yeah. That's so, that's so beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's really good. I love that. I love that. So the next one is, if I were truly brave enough, I would. If I were truly brave enough, I would start my own nonprofit organization. Yeah, I would. And Mm -hmm. I went all, you know, I waxed all eloquent on the first two questions. But but I hold (laughs) for question number three. I am, I'm going to hold it close to my heart, but if I were bold enough, I would start my own 501c3. Yeah. There we go. There we go. And I like to ask that or, or offer that prompt because I think that even those of us that are ambitious and we all have like one (laughs) little thing that we're like, well, maybe, and 
if if nothing else, this this conversation and you sharing that just creates another person. To hold well, you thank you. I know you will to, to make that happen. <laughs> you know, yes. I will be checking up on you, girl. Like, hey, what's happening with that? Um, but yeah, and the last one is I showed myself love today by. Hmm. How we talked about that uh, difficult Zoom that I was getting ready for. I showed myself love mm-hmm. by just taking the time that I needed to breathe and to stretch and to speak up, you know, to actually say on the call, it's not okay to display mm-hmm. this image. If we are talking about diversity and inclusion, we are talking about the full breadth and depth of black people in this country and not what happens to us. And so to, to share that in a way where I felt safe um, mm-hmm. is the, the best act of resistance because, you know, we have to wear these hats in corporate America. We have to make these moves in corporate America where we, you know, people are still navigating all of this, but I believe that there are opportunities where we have to be courageous and be bold bold enough to speak our truth so I I loved myself and was kind to myself in that way today Hmm. I I affirm that fully fully snap 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 (laughs) snap snap snap. yeah pass the collection plate uh so as as we wrap up I I like to share um just a little reading. I use this Oracle deck called the Oracle of E for everything. And I like it because it's, um, it's very lighthearted. It's very simple. And it is exactly a 52 card. So for my guests, I like to open up the opportunity for you to select a number between one and 52. 19. 19. Okay, let's see. So the message for number 19 is bazinga. Well, 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 don't you got it going on. Now's the time to revel in the sweet taste of fantabulous you. You've hit your mark. Go on, take a victory lap, pop the cork. Let's get this party started because celebrants are lining up at your door. (laughs) <laughs> it went on the five or three <laughs> no. I knew you were gonna say that. That's why I started giggling. I'm like, she's gonna tie into the five oh one C three. No, I'm gonna throw that in there. I love it. Oh my goodness. Yes. This was so delightful. Thank you so much, Adrian. I'm so glad that we had a chance to connect like this and the conversation that we had today, I know, is going to touch some people and, and open some people's minds to exploring natural medicine, exploring what it's like to to be really, really well and to really opt in for their health and their wellness. So I appreciate you for sharing your insights. And um, I just want to give you a chance to let folks know who are listening, how they can reach you, what's the best way to contact you to learn more about the services that you provide and what you offer. Well, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for just uh, giving me air to let it breathe. I appreciate it. And Mm -hmm. um, I am an open book when it comes to questions. And so thank you for allowing the grace for me to just be who I am. I appreciate it. Um, to yes. get in contact with me, you just go to adriancarwheel.com and you can click on a 30 minute discovery call. 
My next class is September 2nd, every Wellness Wednesday, first Wednesday of every month. I rotate different topics online. They used to be in person here in the Philadelphia area, but doggone Rona. But every (laughs) first Wednesday at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, you can log in. So this month is going to be children and essential oils. And you can invite your little ones to come in and I'll teach how to use essential oils in the home for your immune health, for emotional health for you and your children, and even for cleaning your surfaces and doing some fun little aromatherapy, putty and uh, Play-Doh and things like that, and even slime. I apologize in advance. So, yeah, (laughs) because slime can get anywhere. (laughs) But but seriously, if if you are interested in just exploring what using aromatherapy in your wellness practice is like, then let's set up a time to talk. Lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we will be in touch soon. Enjoy the rest of your your evening over in Philadelphia. Hopefully uh, the power keeps thriving the way we want it to. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. Okay. Talk to you soon. It's time to wrap this up and I just want to say very sincerely thank you. You have your choice of thousands of different podcasts that you could be listening to each day and I appreciate you for choosing this to be one of them. Right now in this moment I see the light, I see the love, the wisdom, the beauty, the prosperity, the creativity and the pure joy that shines within each of you and I bow humbly before your divinity. Namaste.